hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of Audio Podcast Land, and welcome to another episode of Red Harvest, a Deadlands Noir actual play podcast. I am the lovely marshal for this amazing game, Mikey. You can follow me on my personal social medias at PopCultureGeek. You can also follow us collectively at the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions. Make sure to give us a like and follow to stay up to date on all the actual play podcasts and pop culture podcasts we got going on over here. It's a great time. As always, I'm joined by my amazing cast of players for this game. So we're going to go through some introductions and then we will get the episode started proper. So, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, guilty boy, you are going to be the first to go. Good evening and hello everyone. I, of course, am the Kiltman42. It is a pleasure not to be uh, seen. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to be playing Gary the Goblin, and uh, that's it. Sweet. All right, next player to get their introduction is going to be Tanner. Sorry, who are we introing? A little bunch of background noise. You. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Grizz Squatch. You can find me over on TikTok by the same handle, and you can also find me over on the Cantripcast, uh, Twitch, and YouTube for Secrets of Alteran. And I'm also going to be a part of another project that'll be airing on Friday. To be determined. Anyway. Uh, whenever I get the uh, official schedule for that and the official name for that, I will let you all know. Also, if you uh, already know the Ketchup Cast and their products, I was actually a part of the writing team for the homebrew magic items in Benji's Guide to Rintoki Island. So that's fun. And tonight I'll be playing Hank Skinner, the police detective. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'd love to see our homies succeed here at the Vibe Tribe. All right, next player to get their introduction is going to be JC. We love to see it. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, to give their introduction tonight is going to be Josh. Thank you, thank you. I love my amazing cast of players, and without them, I not be able to do this but with introductions out of the way let's get into tonight's episode proper so last time on red harvest you guys ended up having a nice conversation with sardonyx who happens to be the leader of this organization called the coven in which you went to their base and learned of the true intention of what you guys are getting yourselves into. In order to stop the ultimate evil from being released from his coffin, you need to find the remaining Navas of Destruction, which concurrently happened to be after the seven deadly singe. The coven has three of them. Well, now four after good old Miles over here enlisted the Deva of Greed, Antelok, to his service so mm, we'll see what happens devil's in the details we'll see what happens with that later i'm so excited but anyways after you guys learned about your mission and figuring out which of the devas that are left between wrath lust and gluttony y'all went back to your own private quarters homes bars whatever it was and you took a nice little rest in order to contemplate what it is that is about to go down. So that is where we're going to pick up. The streetlights of New Orleans begin to turn off as the morning sun begins to rise over the horizon. The hardworking people of New Orleans begin to, some of them, get out of bed, prepare for the morning, prepare for the day. Some are opening shops along the street as if all the crazy things that went down the night before never happened to begin with. 
But of course, our four amazing adventurers, party members, gang, the squad, y'all ended up going back to your place where you rest your head and all four of you do wake up. So we got a little bit of business to take care of. So we're going to start with Chris. Chris, I need you to make me a roll for your night terrors real fast, please. <laughs> I love You're good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll just save the surprise depending on what you get. So go ahead and roll for me, please. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, oh, what do I want to do? I feel bad, but I also don't feel bad. <laughs> All right. So here's what happens. So, uh, Chris, you find yourself in a bit of a hazy fog a little bit, and you're kind of wandering through this fog until you come into more of a clearing and you find yourself in a hallway. And as you continue to walk down said hallway, the mist begins to dissipate and the view around you begins to become more and more focused as you continue walking. You start to notice that this hallway is very metallic in nature a bunch of frameworks metallic frameworks for the doorways lots of nuts and bolts lots of pipes and you also hear the distinct sound of what seems to be waves of some sort as if you were near the ocean as you take a look out from a nearby window you find yourself on the ocean and it doesn't take you long, Chris, for you to realize this is <laughs> the ship that you surfed on and you find yourself here on the exact same moments before catastrophe happens. So as you come to this realization that you're reliving probably one of the most traumatic parts of your past, your chest begins to tighten begin to feel yourself suffocate your heart begins to race break out in a cold sweat you just feel yourself go numb and as you are having this panic attack you lift your head for but a brief moment you see your best friend Jax kind of just jump out of the doorway yells at you get down before your entire vision is just covered in blinding light smoke your ears begin to ring and your vision goes blurry as you fall to the ground and in that instance you wake up back in your bed you sit up screaming you still feel the cold wet dripping down your forehead your heart is racing and as you take a look around find yourself in your office it takes you a moment to relax to calm down but reliving one of your most traumatic past memories it's one of those things where if you ever had a nightmare that seems all too real then you're afraid to go back to sleep for whatever reason. That's exactly what you're feeling now. So no matter how hard you try, your body will not allow you to go back to sleep. And the hours begin to pass before you're 
alarm goes off and you find yourself groggy and tired all sorts of things so what's gonna happen is is because of your lack of sleep just of everything is you're gonna take some negative penalties when it comes to certain rules but we'll get into that when we get there so hold on to your butts <laughs> speaking of which before you even get a chance to get yourself ready to put on a good show for the day Chris there's a slight there is a knock at your door bright and early and as the knocking continues you hear a familiar female voice from behind the door. Uh, Mr. Remington, it's, uh, Miss Spinner. I, uh, I hope you don't mind me dropping in early, but I wanted to check in with you on, uh, what I hired you for, if it's okay. She said it through the door. The door's closed and she is just knocking, standing outside. As you open the door and she walks in, she takes a good look at you. Oh my, uh, are you okay, Mr. Remington? You look a little pale. No, 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 it's, uh, it's okay. Uh, and she kind of sits, uh, on the chair near your desk as you kind of walk over and sit behind your desk. I came to ask to see what you found in your investigation with my husband, Mr. Spinner. Um, I'll just come right out and say it. Is he stepping out on me or am I just being overactive in my imagination? And you just see this big sigh of relief kind of wash over Mrs. Spinner as she, you can figuratively see that a weight off her shoulders has been lifted. Or so you think it's figuratively. But as you focus in, Chris, you notice that you swear that it wasn't there before. And it might be because this is of the color chain kind of And of beans looks at you and says, I'm very thankful that I was just imagining things. Thank you, Mr. Remington, for indulging in a housewife's uh, endeavor, if you will. Oh, right. Uh, as she pulls out her clutch and kind of opens it up, I owe you a, a fee, so... And she kind of starts counting. Here's a hundred dollars, like we promised, on taking my case. Of course. Uh, thank you so much. And she kind of... Mrs. Spinner stands up and 
kind of just gives a little curtsy. Uh, if I have anything else, I will definitely contact you, but you have my gratitude, Mr. Remington. And try to get some sleep. I know UPIs tend to work long hours, but just make sure to take care of yourself. I appreciate it. Thank you. Once again, she kind of curtsies and she walks out the door. She politely closes it behind her. And Chris, you just hear the pitter-patter of her footsteps grow less and less audible as she walks down the hallway and then down the stairs for the sound of her footsteps are no more. As you sit in your chair, counting your dinero and also basically putting a close to this case, you here coming from next to you the familiar voice of your companion Jax oh that was mighty fine of you what you did for that lady I always knew that you were big softy <laughs> come on even in death I have to give you some grief Listen, if you were to tell me that I would have been stuck with my best friend in death, I would have said you're crazy and that you're full of it. But yet, here we are. Well, I mean, technically, you can't get rid of me. I'm already dead, so... What else is there? That's a little extreme, but I understand where you're coming from with that one. I mean, that is fair. I did ask. But, uh... What are we going to do about this as Jax holds up the chain connecting the two of you? Any ideas exactly why I'm stuck to you like this? I guess you're right. Of course, I'm... Now, I'm not a big believer in the supernatural, but apparently I have to be now since I'm a ghost and we're stuck to each other, so... I don't know. I don't like being stuck to anybody for any reason. But until we figure out what this is, I guess we're going to have to learn to work together. <laughs> she would be a good start to figure out exactly what we need to do which also brings me to my next question or my next point I should say 
Do you have any intention of telling your little friends that you can see a ghost? That's true. I just think it's a little weird to have to explain to people, be like, hey, look at me, I'm attached to a ghost. Oh, haha, very funny. I forgot Chris has jokes. Ugh. It's gonna be a long process, but I does bring me some comfort to know that I get to figure it out with you so it doesn't hurt could have been a whole lot worse oh don't don't get me started on that one Yeah, and like I said, if you ever needed some advice or if you need help, you know where to find me. As he holds up the chain in his chest and then kind of just dissipates, leaving you by yourself and with your thoughts. Alrighty. So we're going to cut to a very familiar looking bar where we find a one Mr. Gary behind said bar. Kind of just cleaning glasses, setting up. And as you are doing so, Coming from the front door, Gary is a all too familiar young, fresh face of a young lad. Your little errand boy, <laughs> Mr. Jack O'Reilly, coming in, uh, making sure the coast is clear. Kind of looks around a little bit and then approaches the bar. Uh, Mr. Gary, sir, I have a message from uh, Ma Madame Delphine. Okay, what is it, Jackie boy? Uh, she s said she would like you to stop by the estate so she could pay you for your services at her party. Very good. I will be over there. Um, do me a favor. Go and get, uh, one of the, co oh, which cousin was it? I always forget. Hold on. I actually have to remember which one the account is. Jeez Louise, the fact that you have a list. <laughs> you got Barry, Carrie, Derry, Gary, Harry, who's a hobgoblin, who is married to Harrietta, the, who is the who's one of the cousins. So he's technically a cousin-in-law. Uh, you got Mary, Nary, or Airy. Perry, Wary. Oh, Terry, I think, was uh, uh, the the tailor. Um... Oh, right. yeah. Okay, go get Zary. He should be in the office next to Oh, Aerie in the warehouse. He's our bookie. He has keeps holding the money. Bring him here so that way we can go and get paid. Uh, right away. Uh, oh, um, remind me again, where exactly is, uh, Zary? Oh, Harry is in the office. 
in the warehouse. Zeri is next is the next office to it. Gotcha. So you got the warehouse. Inside the warehouse, you got Oeri, where in his office. The office that's right next to his is Zeri's. It'll have a little dollar sign on it. Gotcha. Uh, all right, Mr. Gary, I will uh, take care of this right away, sir. And fixes his little cap and then proceeds to exit the front. As he is preparing to open the door, you just hear Gary from uh, from where you're at. You just hear a small thud as Jack says, oh, uh, my apologies, sir, and kind of just rushes out. And as you look up at the front door, you see another familiar face. Or. You at least it's someone that, you know, whether you're on friendly terms with them or not is going to be a different story. But walking in, you see a. Kind of. Gangly looking individual male uh, wearing suspect wearing overalls that are seem to be like two sizes too big so they're kind of just drooping over him bald man graying beard salt and pepper gray kind of going on and this mug belongs to a one mr paul smith he happens to be the nicest way of putting it, he happens to also be in the uh, alcoholic liquorine business as well. Now, let me ask this question to Kilt, the player. Uh, how would you say you are on terms with Mr. Paul Smith over here? Are you friendly? Are you competitive? Do you hate each other's guts? I would say neutral, like, um, we're not friends. We know each other, but that's it. It's like, it's like when you go to like one of your teachers that you know at school, like, you know what they do and what they are, who they are, but you're not like friends. You don't talk to them all the time. You just see them at like faculty meetings and that's basically it. Gotcha. Like that. Cool. Okay. So, Mr. Smith over here kind of just turns to the door and looks at you. I see that we're still using children to do our errands for us, Gary. Harley, if you're coming to talk about my business practices, first off, he gets paid really well. Secondly, he's the only kid I got. Thirdly, he's faster than half the guys you got working for you. I mean, that is true, but eh. Well, if the kid's getting paid, then eh. good for him, I guess. As he kind of comes up to the bar and just has a seat. So I heard you scored big with uh, providing your services to Madame Delphine of all people. How did you manage that one? Good interpersonal relationships, which you lack sometimes, from what I hear, and uh, professionalism. <laughs> if you say so, and it had nothing to do with that kid telling Madame Delphine that all the other businesses were busy, as he puts it in air quotes to not do her ball. I have no idea what you're speaking of. I didn't have him do none of that. Now, whether or not that was true, that all the other companies were busy and I was the best batch. I got nothing else to say besides my work proves otherwise. Oh my goodness. So. Hmm. What do I want to do here? Now nah, you're fine. So. Mr. Oh, Smith kind of. Mr. Smith kind of just looks at you and is just like. 
If you say so, Gary. But I do have to say that is a big get to give, especially since everybody knows that Madame Delphine is a very nice way of putting it peculiar when it comes to her spirits and what served at her parties. Yes, and I made sure to get the best of what she requested. It's my job. It's a damn shame. Are you sure you wouldn't reconsider going in business with me? You can take all of New Orleans for what it's worth. First off, this is a family business. So no, I won't be going in with you. Se secondly, I already am taking over New Orleans. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> I'll give you one thing, Gary. I appreciate your moxie. That's something I've always admired. Even when you were just starting out in this business. Are you here to flappy gills? Or are you actually going to tell me something? I wanted to stop by and give you a fair word of warning. There's somebody out here is robbing our joints blind taking a lot of our supplies not just me but a couple others that are in our business so i just wanted to give you a warning make well, sure you hide the good stuff well thank you for the warning i'll inform jerry and then i'll inform Ari as well because the family doesn't doesn't sit kindly with that kind of stuff we goblins know how to take care of business. That you do. Remember the last time I tried to pull one over on you? I still have bruises from your cousin. Which one? Mm. Let me see. It wasn't... It wasn't Jerry... Uh, Jerry, he's still in the clink. Okay. Was it Terry? No, Terry's our tailor. He, they don't get, they don't get violent. You know what? I think it might have been Larry. Well, he was in there with Jerry. Uh, Jerry was in there with Larry at one point. Uh, could have been. DTS are a little bit fuzzy. I'll say, I barely can remember what happened that night. <sighs> Has anyone ever told you that there are way too many of you that have a similar name? It's a family tradition. It, it, I mean, no offense when I say this. That's a bit of a weird one, Gary, but you know what? To each their own. But yeah, just keep an eye out. And if I hear anything about this hooch thief, I'll let you know. All right. I have a couple of people that I can talk to as well. Oh, you actually have friends. That's surprising to hear. You realize I'm the, probably the most well-connected bootlegger in this entire city. That is true. That is fair. Well, <sighs> I'll let you get back to whatever it is you were doing. Good job on the uh, Madame Delphine gig. I heard she's going to pay you very well. And if I hear anything more about this hooch thief, I'll let you know. Well, thank you for stopping by. I'll see you later. S Smith kind of tips his hat a little bit, gets out of his seat and walks out the front door, just leaving you in your bar and with your thoughts. <laughs> 
That was never a good omen. Who's here? Who's here? Man, if only he had come sooner before I sent Jackie Boy away. And then now we're going to cut over to Hank. <laughs> torture time let's do this <laughs> oh you'll be fine nothing crazy i promise oh, okay <laughs> uh so this is a uh, marshall question for the player so does hank have his own pad or does he sleep at the precinct no he has an apartment okay so hank you wake up in your apartment and the first thing that kind of crosses your mind is just processing all the things that have occurred within the last 24, 48 hours. Uh -huh. <laughs> Not just the supernatural stuff, but the fact that you were lucky enough to retrieve your brother's car that got stolen as well. <laughs> uh huh. And, um, was fortunate enough to get felt up by a Texas Ranger. That was also super cool. That was also super cool, which, by the way, as you look over across your bed, you see an unfamiliar figure in your bed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hank is good. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was I'm just say, pulling Hank your is leg. pulling out his revolver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm no, you were about to say, hey, Gizgak, I'm like, Barrett? <laughs> no that's for later time but no so Hank you get out of bed you get ready for the day and as you walk into the precinct uh, mm -hmm. the good old chief kind of is waiting for you by your desk oh boy uh yes chief can I help you ah good to see that you're in bright and early you have a guest that wishes to speak with you. I am in the middle of a case right now. I don't... How important is this guest? And Chief Oxford kind of just leans in a little bit to you, Hank, and says, I think you're going to want to talk to him as soon as possible. Mm. I don't know what you did or how you did it, but apparently... The Don wants to see you. Oh. Okay. As a setup uh, in one of the private rooms, uh, private room number two. So whenever you feel ready, uh, the Don's waiting in there. Yes, sir. Hank's going to just immediately go for uh, the private room. Okay, so you enter the private room and sitting on the other side of the table is a well-mannered older gentleman in his late 50s. He's mm -hmm. still kind of there's a little bit of trace of color in his hair, but most of it has gone completely silver gray. Okay. And of course, this is the dawn. Y'all met at the him at the well, y'all got picked up by his boys at the cat's cradle before going over to his place. Mm hmm. And so he just looks up to you. He's like, ah, oh, good. Mr. Skinner, um, please have a seat, my boy. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Hank's going to take a seat across from him. And as soon as you have a seat, uh, the Don, one of his boys, kind of in the corner a little bit, politely closes the door and kind of goes back to his little post watching both of you. I, uh, I know this might come as a shock, but I wanted to stop by and uh, thank you for not only taking care of my daughter, but uh, of her friend, Fabiana, and getting her out of that horrible situation. So you have my gratitude. 
normally in these situations I would say any time and it's no issue but given my career path and you yours uh, I try not to make it too much of a habit but given their situation I was happy to help no of course not and I would never expect you to betray your oath you took as an officer nor would I try to bribe you I might I really be that. yeah I might be mafia Mr. Skinner but a lot of the newer crop here tend to blur the lines a little bit and those are lines that I myself do not wish to cross I'm very old school if you will indeed <sighs> well there's something else that I wish to discuss with you of course otherwise you wouldn't go to the trouble of meeting me here of course not now I don't mean to pry in personal business but you know better than anybody that I, I have eyes and ears all over the city And a little birdie told me something interesting. I don't know all the details, but my sources say that you had a run-in with the Texas Ranger woman. Now, this is where those blurred lines come into play. Now, respective, respectively. Uh, I cannot go into details of current ongoing investigations, nor can I go into the details of other people's ongoing investigations. So unfortunately, we're at an impasse here. Fair enough. I just want... I was only curious because, hypothetically speaking, if you were involved with them, just be very careful. And Hank, for a brief moment, you see this very composed face of the dawn kind of shift a little bit show more of an expression of sadness and concern at the mention of being careful around the Texas Rangers hmm. I have done many of things in my lifetime Mr. Skinner and I would be amiss to say that I would be lying if I said I don't that I regretted a lot of it I did what I did to get to where I am but as I mentioned before, there's certain lines that I try not to cross. And I just want you to be careful because the Texas Rangers, those lines are non-existent. They'll do what it takes to get the job done. So I just wanted to give you a fair warning as a bit of a gift, if you will, for helping my daughter and her friend. Thank you kindly. <sighs> Once again, the expression of sadness kind of is just still lingering on. I think... I think I'm ready for a new chapter, Mr. Skinner. Oh? And yeah, I... I've been in this business long enough and I think I'm ready to kind of just settle somewhere and kind of just retire, if you will. I think it's visibly confused. <laughs> so you, you're gonna, what, just kind of step down from the whole criminal enterprise and go play cribbage somewhere? Well, more or less, retire in the sense where, yes, I think I'm ready to step away from all this, especially since things are about to get a lot more dangerous and I don't need to be a part of it. If something has got you worried, I think I'm more in imminent danger if someone like you in your position is worried. I know everybody in this city is familiar with the Black Hand. And my sources have 
And my sources have told me that they're up to something, something I can't even comprehend. And it takes a lot for somebody like me to be fearful of what's to come. Rival families, people trying to usurp my throne. I can deal with that. But there's something, something dark behind them. I, it is a fight that I do not wish to try and battle. So call it cowardice, call it whatever you like, but I know when to fold my cards, and I think it's time for me to up and leave before things get out of hand. Hmm. Well, before you leave, and while I have this opportunity, uh, does the name the Coven mean anything to you? No. Unfortunately, it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Are they some new rival family trying to up and come? In New Orleans. Uh, nothing like that. It was just part of another investigation and as well connected as you are. I figured you might have info, but since you don't, I won't go into it any further. Fair enough. Hmm, that is quite interesting. Anyways, I appreciate you humoring an old man like myself, Mr. Skinner. Of course. And the Don kind of gets up from the table, walks over. Kind of cane in left hand with his right. He kind of extends it. Says, once again, thank you for everything that you've done. I am forever grateful for what you did for my daughter and Fabiana. And kind of extends his hand for a handshake. Hank's going to stand up to shake his hand. You don't sit down to shake a Don's hand. <laughs> <laughs> and so, two of you shake hands? Yes, absolutely. Cool. So you Hank guys shake. Hank may be a police officer, but he's not stupid. Well, to be determined, but not. In this <laughs> oh my goodness, I love it. So yeah, so the Don shakes your hand. He kind of just tips his hat, and him and his bodyguard exit the police station, just leaving oh my you. God. <laughs> just the ladies, me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's very old school. Leave the man, leave the poor man alone. <laughs> no, hold on. It's not a fedora, it's a trilby. <laughs> so yeah, so he exits the room with his bodyguard. They make their way out of the precinct. And Chief Oxford, just with you still in the room, just kind of looks over you and just gives you kind of similar to when the rock raises one eyebrow, like very inquisitive without saying mm -hmm. a word. <laughs> And kind of just mouths, you good? Just slow nod of the head. And Chief Oxford just also gives you a nod of the head and then kind of goes back to doing some paperwork that he was doing earlier. Right on. <laughs> He's going to go back to his office and start filling out paperwork. Cool. Last but certainly not least, we cut to Miles. <laughs> so Miles <laughs> this is this is the first time I'm asking this question but where is Miles currently staying at or where is he sleeping okay Cool. So, Miles, for the most part, you got a pretty good night's sleep. But as you wake up and you're kind of just going around, you hear the voice in your head <laughs> kind of just go, Honestly, I t 
you could do so much better than this little thing. It's not so much of a standard, my boy, but uh, with your skill set and the things I've seen you be able to do, you could do so much more, but to each their own, I guess. Ah, oh, that's so sweet that you still think that boy, but that's not how the world works, and you know it. I know it. Hello, you're talking to the Deva of Greed. Everything that has happened in terms of material wealth and the disasters that have fallen upon people in history. Who do you think was responsible for all that? Okay, I see that. If you say so, Miles. I still think you're not using... I still think you're not using your full potential, but... Hmm. Ah, very interesting, bro. Nobody in centuries has been able to do that. Last person who beat me, that was oof, eons ago. Well, I guess if you call a thousand young, I guess so. Now you're in trouble, right? Oh. Whether you believe it or not, of the four of us that were remaining, I'm the most pleasant one that you have to deal with. My other three uh, siblings are... Not as versed in decorum, if you will. Miles, you hear Antelok's tone of voice go from this very sarcastic, laissez-da attitude to a more serious. Listen, Miles, I'm telling you, because I need you to stay alive, because otherwise this contract is not going to go anywhere. You need to seriously think about what is going to happen next. 
I am the most pleasant one of who remains. And. <laughs> and. If anything, my other three siblings are not as nice. In fact, they're more dangerous than you could ever think. You mentioned that I have my trickery. That's how I've done things for eons. I just play the game and I manipulate people into the said games and try to cheat them out of everything they had. But as twisted as that sounds, that is tame compared to what my other three siblings do in order to manipulate the minds and hearts of you humans. Yes. I mean, it is your place. Now, it depends on said thing. If it's something outrageous, I'm going to say no. But what would Miles have behind it? A whole bunch of diddles. I'll allow it. I mean, it makes sense that the grifter would have a secret place to hide their well, their most valuable possessions as well as some other stuff. So yeah, I'll allow it. I think sorely underestimating the situation you find yourself in, boy. But it seems that you're just gonna have to see it for yourself. And I hope to everything, Miles, that you and your little group of friends, I do hope you survive. But I warn you. All come out of this whole thing the warped view of your reality and the change of your personality. And I hope that all of you come out of this unscathed. Don't 
underestimate what's about to happen. You're a very interesting person, Miles. Like I said previously, you're the most interesting guest to make a contract with me. I look forward to seeing what happens next. <laughs> well then, like you said, do it but to do it. The way, Miles, let's get this day started. Cool. So, as the four of you are going about your various things and doing different things, Even Miles, each of you receives a phone call. And as each of you pick up the phone, you hear the familiar voice of a female figure. This is Sardonyx, and she says, I need you all to come to Coven HQ. We found the next Deva, and we're going to need all hands on deck with this one. And with that, that is... where we're going to so much when we come back with the next investigators are going to get into and find out which of each other love one another always let the good times roll till next episode see y'all later